Hello, welcome to the disclaimer. This is the part where I tell you that we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. We will be talking about Wheel of Time. We will be doing it soon after the episodes drop. We will be talking about things from the books. We will be ruining things if you don't want them ruined. So uh, maybe watch a few more episodes and then come back to us. Uh, Also, just to note, we also are adults here. We speak about things. We're vulgar. It's just the way things are. That's how the wheel weaved it. And uh, on that note, that's the end of the disclaimer. So, hope you enjoy our podcast. presents Wheel of Time. I am your hostess for this afternoon. Uh, I am Kika and I'm with my husband. Hello. In the Zuka. I'm we... here. Hello. Welcome in. Um, so now we're talking about um, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. We are back for episode two. Today's episode is Shadows Waiting. Mm. I'm excited. So, uh, yes, this is episode two of Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time. Uh, uh, I have never read the books. I'm only going by what I am watching. But in the zoo car, he actually has read the books three times. Oh, uh, well, three-ish. And also... And a half a dozen attempted rereads, but it's, <laughs> it, is, it is a slog. I think that my latest attempt, I got to book seven. And then I kind of, meh... So, fair enough. Yeah, book seven's always a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um. So I, I have n- never read the books. I tried reading the first book. I got halfway through and I was like, I can't deal with this. Uh, so, but Inazuka has read all thirteen books. Fourteen. Sorry, fourteen books. Fourteen, including uh, New Spring and stuff like that. And um, he's a seasoned pro, so he will. Uh, explain all the book kind of things where I'm just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I did do a reread of Eye of the World and New Spring before this happened. Ooh. So I, I, I have a pretty recent uh, idea of how things are supposedly mm. roll out. I probably should have read Great Hunt again, um, but it is what it is. I've, so, uh, off we go. Uh, Episode 2, Shadows Waiting, and we begin with Kicker's fantastic uh, coverage. Try, try and work it out. Yeah, so this is the Kicker update of what she thinks is happening, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so the first scene is we're at this camp, and it's like blazingly white. Um, like Everyone's wearing white, the tents are white, everything's like literally white. And... First, you see like this child carrying a silver plate and a cloche, and he's going to this other tent where this guy's just sitting there, and he's just like, "Well, you know, piss off, child. You know, I, I've got my I've got my cloche now. I'm I'm cool." And then he opens the cloche, and there's this dead bird on there, like roasted dead bird on there. And he eats the bird. And he starts bleeding from the mouth. And you're like, oh, what the hell, man? Like, why, why are you eating, like, everything of the bird? So anyway, he starts talking. And we're like, oh, who's he talking to? And he t- he's talking to an Aes Sedai who has been strapped to a pole, like, like witch burned. She's burned. getting a witch burner. Yeah, literally witch burned. Yeah. And, like, he's talking about how the bird's uh, claws and feet and beak rip inside your mouth, but he's like, uh, something to do with, like, enlightenment or something? Mercy, I think is. Yeah, mercy. Sometimes brutality is the only way to get mercy. Yeah, and, like... Just a pretty messed up thing to say, like... Yeah, like, this guy's, like, giving me seriously, serious KKK vibes, honestly. Yeah, they're not healthy. No. Mentally, that is, uh... 
Um, so anyway, this, this woman is in yellow, and yellow Sedai are usually healers, right? Yes. So anyway, he's walking around this poor woman who's, like, literally set on, like, fire, but, like, a slow burn, and he's talking about, like, um, her sisters and stuff like that, and how the Aes Sedai are <coughs> bad for the world. Yeah, like, he, he, he's a firm believer that the Aes Sedai are, are just evil incarnate. Like Literally witches. Yeah, witches. He thinks they're just witches, yeah. So, anyway, he goes to his chopping block and both her hands are on his chopping block with her Aes Sedai ring. And he takes her ring off and he's walking back to the table and he puts the ring back on, on his collection of rings. And you go, like, oh, God, this guy actually kills... I said I. And you're thinking, oh god, this guy is like, a, and like, literally, this guy is a real dick. He gave me real creep vibes. Yeah, Eamon Valder is his name. Eamon Valder? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He's gonna be a jerk for a while. So, anyway, as he's walking away, the flames burst up and starts killing this poor woman. So then we go on to our title scene, which is. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, you enjoyed the title scene? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I love the different threads that make up the weave of the tapestry. And it's just so beautiful. It just ma- it, It's literally every thread is someone's life and it interweaves with everyone else. Effectively, yeah. That's kind of the mythology or the, the religion of, of this world. Yeah. So I, I absolutely loved how beautiful it was. And it was just so symbolic and... Um, I, I, I love the art of it, and yeah, I really enjoyed the music. The music was really nice, like female singers, like, it, because yeah, it's very it was, female. It, the vocals were all female. kind of, yeah, it was, it was nice vocals, it wasn't too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it has similarities to a lot of other series that have been made in the last, like, ten years or so. Yeah, I noticed it kind of was um, a bit, sort of, sort of game Game of Thrones, but also very similar to his Dark Materials, yes. also very similar to Westworld. Yes. So there, there's it is it's just that style at the moment. So like in the nineties, oh, the, the Crown, the Crown, same thing. Yeah. yeah. But in the nineties, you could have said the same thing for the the way they introduced shows. Like exactly, you know, people make fun of it these days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, know, like, it's, you it's look a, at the nanny and Seinfeld and Friends and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, well, they always had like a song, or I don't know, Se- yeah. Seinfeld didn't, I, I don't think, but Becca. Becca had like a, a ditty. Ditty, yeah. Something about salad and scrambled eggs or something like that. Yeah. Mm. That was Frasier. Oh, that was Frasier. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But like, um, the, the, yeah, there was, um, you know, the, the style the style is just relevant to the age. That's really the point. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I reckon it was absolutely stunning. And then, of course, ending with the serpent um, re- yeah. eating its own tail, which yeah. is the Isodai rings. Well, which is the Isodai symbol. I believe. Well, that's that's what their ring is a serp is a serpent eating its own yeah, tail. Yeah. So yeah, effectively, yeah. I don't think. Um. No, I don't think so. I think it's the opposite part of the yin yang symbol. It's the, oh, okay. The teardrop. Yeah, the the dragon's. Well, the dragon's fang. fang is the one down, and the teardrop is. Oh, it's like the dragon's um talon. You said. The yeah, dragon's fang. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so we're we're so now we're back to with Moraine and the gang. Yeah, we're still on the run, yeah. Yes. So they get to Waterbridge. Taran Ferry. Taran Ferry. I th- I, I, re- I remember there was like something. There's to do another with water. one. Yeah, there's a White Bridge. Yeah, White Bridge, Taran Ferry. Which is a that, that's where they're going. So essentially, so they all get there and um. Moraine's is like, here, I'll give you double when you get us across safely. And the guys are like, hey, you woke me up. I'm, I'm not going to do anything until my son gets here. And she's just like, I'm going to flush my ring now because... Yeah, she fully like was like waving that around. And like, old, you do what I say. And the old grumpy man's is like, you don't know how to say, like take the word no, do you? And she's just like, no. No. Yeah, I don't know. You know, what is it? You don't hear the word no very often, do yes. you? No. So anyway, they go. They get on this, uh, like little. Ferry they get on the ferry. Thing. Yeah, they get across the ferry. Yep, and all of a sudden you can hear the. I'm gonna get this wrong. 
something orcs. Troll orcs. Troll orcs. Troll orcs. Troll orcs. And they, you can hear them in the background, you can see all the fire, and they're coming towards the bank of the river. And then one of them gets pushed into the river. The thing about troll orcs is they don't like deep water. I'm not sure entirely on the lore on that, but I think it's mostly just because they can't swim. <laughs> like yeah, I would be. I would be like if I sink like in like deep water. I would not be okay with that. Yeah, and um, the Taran, which is the river, mm. uh, is well known to have very strong currents, and it's it's a wide river. It's hard oh, to swim across. Right. Right. So that that that's a solid barrier for them to put between themselves. Oh, beautiful. Gave them a bit of a um, head start. Well, it just separated them. They they wouldn't be able to get across for unless they had went down like a long way. Yeah, so anyway, they get across safely and then the old dude's like, I've got to go back for my son. And Lorraine's was like, you can't. And the old dude's is like, no, I'm going to go back for my son because my son needs me. Yeah. I need to go to see my family. And Lorraine's is like, you yeah, can't, no. you will die. He's already dead. And then well, Lan, yeah. in the background, was just like, I'm going to chop the guide rope. Down. I think that's what it's called. Guide rope, tension rope, whatever it is. Yeah. He cuts it off and then the fairy uh, starts going back. And Moraine's is like, well, I'm going to... Destroy your fairy. Destroy your fairy because I don't want you to go across. I'm not giving you means to go across. <coughs> but the stubborn old dude literally got himself caught in the whirlpool because he went into the water to try and save his fairy, but... He fails. But he, well, he got on the ferry. And then he died. And then everyone, except for Moraine and Lan, were like, oh. What in the actual ass? Yeah. You know, what, what the, like, they're like, because they, all they saw was, was her killing a guy, basically. Exactly. Didn't look good. Exactly. Like, I mean, they did tell him not to do it. Yes, they, yeah. they warned him like three times. Yeah, they're like, get back here, you moron. And he was like, no, nah, I'm swimming. So anyway, Moraine and Lan and everyone uh, go and find shelter. Yeah. So, so Master Hightower had an unfortunate turn of events uh, for the TV series. In the books, he was much more. He was much luckier. He came out of that interaction a, a, a much richer man than he was. But his his ferry did also get thrown into a whirlpool. Uh, but the difference is, like I said in uh, the, the last one, hand gestures are for peasants. And there's a reason for this. Because the Aes Sedai don't really like to give up who they are all the time. Yeah. So using their using the power in a sneaky sneaky is really important. So mm. in this situation, what actually happens in the books is that they wake... They don't... Uh, I think they wake Hightower. And they have a little more time in, in the books. They have just a little more time. And he go gets his crew to pull it across because it needs a crew. Mm. And uh, Lan instructs all the kids to, you know, loosen your weapons a little bit, throw your cloak back a bit. Mm. So Rand's rocking the the sword. Um, Matt has a bow and arrow. Perrin has an axe. Um, Egwene has a little dagger, so like she gets that out, <laughs> you know. But um, but he knows in the background. Since that cat's smart, she she's. And the other character that was with them was Tom. Mm. And he's the... Well, we meet him in, in episode three, but we'll uh, get back to that. Tom flicks magic some daggers out of his hand because he's a performer, you know. He's a, mm. um, so so he magic some daggers and starts picking his teeth with them. Um, <laughs> we were so, going to that. Yeah, so anyway. Um, so Hightower actually gets out of this. Um, they get across to the other side. Um, he gets like a half a bag, like a like a couple of gold pieces or something like that. He gets they give him a lot of money. Yeah, but in the series he dies. Yeah, so he yeah he he did. That yeah. was, so Hightower had a bad turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry Hightower. <laughs> sorry Hightower. <laughs> so anyway, they go to these old ruins or like. So no 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 you're just skipping ahead a little bit. Um, no, because they're going... To Next is where they have a bit of rest, and... Yeah, oh, that's where... Um, yeah, okay. So... So, anyway. Um, so, everyone's, like, sitting there around the fight, except for Moraine and Lan. And Moraine's 
healing the horses, making them sure they're feeling energized to hot her own um what's that word? Oh she can't she, detriment to her own detriment. Yeah, she can't um she's basically washing away the fatigue of the horses. Yeah. She's not doing them any favours. No. Right? She's just washing the fatigue away. So it's not actually a heal. No, it's making them less tired. Yeah, so they can run and run and run and then drop dead. So anyway, Lance is like, Lorraine, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be looking after yourself. Save your power. And she's like, well, it has to be done because we want to get away. Mm. So anyway. So she's really burning the candle at both ends at this point. And then, so around the campfire, um, everyone's talking about, you know, who will be the Dragon Reborn. And, you know, they're talking about theories and the wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Matt mentions something about wings and feathers. And then Marantis is like, forget what anyone has to say about the Dragon Reborn. We'll find out anyway soon enough. Yeah, he'll be all of those things and none of them. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's just like, all right. Okay. And so, anyway, she's like, we all should get some rest. Yeah, yeah, Which, we're gonna need it. Yeah. Yeah, and so it goes to dark time, doesn't it? Yeah. Then it's then it's the night. Um, and then Lorraine um wakes up, Egwene, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Come with me. Well, let's have a chitty chat." Yeah, because it's, it's it's the first time that she's actually not being chased by trollics. Yeah, this is the first kind of downtime that they have once they cross the Tarrant. Yeah. So this is one of where they can actually have time for a conversation yeah and interact with each other yeah so anyway Egwene and Moraine are like like Egwene's like on her like she's very very standoffish with her body language yeah she's definitely like got her guard up yeah yeah so anyway Moraine's like do you know what the three O's we take as I said I yeah and she and Egwene kind of goes, well, it's this, this, and this. And Moraine's is like, yeah, but words. Yeah, the it's exact the word. words. And what were they? Uh, so it's, uh, I can never remember them off the top of my head. That's like. So um, the three pal, uh, sorry, the three O's. Uh, so to speak no word that is not true. To make to, no weapon with which one man can, may kill another. And never to use the one power as a weapon, except against dark friends or shadow spawn, or in the last extreme defense of her life, the life of her water, or another ice to die. These oaths are basically a. Uh, they're supposed to be a bit of a safeguard for the common man. So, you know, an Aes Sedai, for example, can't walk into a city and just blow it up. Would you say it's <laughs> similar to something like an unbreakable vow? Oh, yeah. No, it's seriously unbreakable. Well, like an unbreakable vow with, like, um, Harry Potter, like with Snape no, and... No, 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 no. It's physically unbreakable. Oh, they, okay. They cannot. Right. So, if, if, you, if you went to Moraine and said, tell me your cloak is red... She it wouldn't. Be, she cannot do it. Yeah. She could say it's a shade of red, um. or a a type of red, so the exact words are different. But she can't say yes, it is red. Yeah. So I did have a thought about this, but I'm sure there's a reason why it doesn't happen that way. Um. Anywho, uh, so the 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 oaths are super important, and they are. While they give the common man a bit of a, uh, you know, they go, okay, I said I am, you know, maybe they're not all that bad. Mm. Um, it puts them in a massive handicap for mm. people who are not dark friends, shadow spawn, or, you know, if, if so if they get bonked on the head. Bonk. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much, you know, they can be killed straight away. Like, mm. Oh, oh, the one thing that kind of um, got me when, sorry, before, um, oh, bridge guy. Tower bridge, high bridge. High tower. High tower. Almost there. 
Um, when he said that the white cloaks will rise. Yes. Yeah. That that sorry that was got that's going bad, but the fact that he turned around and said the white cloaks are right about you, it's like oh dude. Because the white cloaks don't trust the oaths. No. Um. So, and this sorry, I just want to touch on high tower again because there was yeah. one thing I said, but the, the the reason I mentioned the hand gestures is because, um, he actually didn't know that she created the whirlpool. And nor did the kids. Oh, right. Right, so it just happened and she went, oh, gee, that's unfortunate. Here you go, here's some more gold for your bad luck. Oh. Right, so... So, so that, would you say that Amazon has done very badly in portraying the... I think the hand gestures are a bit too much. If, if you made it, you don't have to have the big dramatic movements every time they'd use the power. It's, mm. it's going to get exhausting because the power is used so often. Mm. Everyone uses it, you know... Like, and they use it for the smallest things too. Like, you know, some people can't even be bothered picking up a mug, so they just, you know, kind of do that thing. You know, it's, uh, you know, silly things like that. You know, I'm just going to light the fire over there. You know? <laughs> well, they can't do fire unless they're marine, right? No, 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 no. Anyone can do fire. Oh, okay. It's just you have, a, you have more of an affinity in different... Elements. Oh right, okay. Sorry, I, I kind of got mixed up with that. Yeah, you don't, you know, you're not stuck. It's not Avatar: The Last Airbender, you know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to Doesn't move. Doesn't Aang the, like perfect all of them anyway? Yeah, but he's the Avatar. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so we're back to Moraine and Egwene. Yeah, so they have in their little powwow about the one power. Yeah, and she told her about the three O's of the Aes Sedai and. Egwene kind of puts down her guard a little bit. Yeah, it kind of lessens. So, oh, oh, if that's the rules. If that's the rules, yeah, I'm kind of feeling a bit better about that now. Mm. And so, anyway, they, they go on talking about... Yeah, well, Matt, Moraine basically ex- explains that, like, you know, she, she can't actually physically kill that guy. Yeah. Like, unless, you know, she caused an event and he threw himself into it. And then, yeah, go on. Um, so, after that... Uh, she gets her to sit her down. She says, "Well, you know, hold up. You know, you got to use your brain, because mm. that where you're going, your brain is the most powerful tool, mm. and that is a hundred percent true. Tarvalon is. You have to be smart. It, it's political. Like it is a political storm. There are factions with factions. There are people from all over the world there. So it it is it is the center of the continent. Effectively, this building, this tower." Mm. Um, and so location wise it's in the middle of the world that they know Mm. Um, and power wise it is the centre of the world that they know so these guys are all manipulating and working each other and they all have an ulterior every single Aes Sedai in the history of Aes Sedai has ulterior motives Mm. (laughs) so anyway uh, Moraine brings out this jewel and she's like stare into the jewel but I want you to be calm about it. Think about being in a river. To a river? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a body of water. Body of water. Yeah. No, she said a river. A flowing river. A flowing river. And you know, don't don't be scared. Just go with the flow of it. And it kind of was. I was thinking, oh, that's similar to her ceremony. The opening at, scene. At the opening scene, with the women's um circle. So then all of a sudden you start seeing the threads. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see like a little weave happening. Yes, you can see the weave kind of happening and you can see like three different weaves happening and then you, she keeps staring at this jewel and it starts, you know, getting shinier and shinier. Flashing. And then all of a sudden Egwene's just like... (laughs) She kind of freaks out a little bit because she actually felt something. And Moraine's is like, two of those prongs were from were me, but that one prong is you. You have a spark. The spark. The spark. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what they call it of anyone that has the ability to channel. Yeah. So anyone that has the ability to channel, yeah, they call that the spark. Um, you know, and there's a lot more to this. Uh, Egwene's already been through the rough part of it, so... Um, she's just learning how to control it at this point. But right. but the, her original touch was years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, well, I, I'm actually kind of... 
surprised they they may go. I'm I'm actually expecting them to touch on it in episode four. It's very important. We need to oh, talk about it soon. Okay. Because when you do your OG touch, the first time you touch the source, you could have a really bad reaction and you can get sick and die horribly. That's why they want to always take the girls that have it. They want to get them to the white power as fast as possible mm. because there they can train them and, and walk them through it and protect them. Right, okay. Right, but sometimes it just happens. And everyone in the Two Rivers mm. has never sent anyone to the white tower. But they've all been able to control so, it. So any, any wisdom from the Two Rivers is known to listen to the wind. So basically they got the powers. Yeah, okay. They just have no idea what they're doing. Fair enough. Yep. So anyway, they go back to she, uh, Egwene goes back to camp and goes to snuggle up to Rand, and Rand's is like, "Nah." Yeah, Rand's like, "I want to be alone." Yeah, I'm sleeping over here because I want to be alone. So Egwene's like, "All right, we'll go and see Perrin, who's at the fire, and Perrin's is sitting there, just doing the grump." Yeah, being grumpy. Well, no, he's not. I'm doing, brooding. He's, he's doing the brood. Yeah, he's grieving. That too. Yeah, I kind of remember that there was that chick that died. Yeah, so anyway... But she was a dark friend, so whatever. You think it she might be. Still maintain that hammer was raised. So anyway, so parents is just like, hello, Smudge. <laughs> Our cat has decided to join the podcast. Hello. <laughs> hello, everyone. Meow. Meow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, Egwene and parents just kind of sit around the fire and just have a bit of a chat. Perrin gives her his jacket because she was apparently cold with the super heavy jacket she had on anyway. Yeah, and he obviously didn't need it. It was just a t-shirt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> weird. Yeah. So anyway, it goes back to Rand. Yeah, well, they basically say that they're never going to go, go home. home. Yeah, so they're coming to the realisation that... This isn't just a holiday. No, it, we're not coming back. Yeah, well, and if we are, it's not for not next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because at this point, they've been on the road for a while now. Oh, okay, I didn't Yeah, know it's that. not like a day and a half. Like, it, they've been on the road for like three, four days. We missed a part. Huh? The song. Did we miss a part? Uh, I think that's the next day. Oh, okay. When they're all being all broody on the horses and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, got, that, yeah, so yeah. we're now at uh, Rand has... He, he sits he, up and he, he goes... He sits up and he goes, yeah, go away, I'm the, I'm the lonely boy. I don't like company. And I actually thought, like, given that Rand grew up outside the village um, and is used to being alone, uh, he's used to working the farm with his old man. Mm. So, uh, for him, being in close proximity to a whole bunch of people with a really intense situation as well, Mm. I'd probably need my away time as well. Mm. Mm. But anyway, Rand kind of wakes up and he goes... Well, yeah, he goes... I'm feeling like, like a bit of frog in my throat. Coffee, coffee. So he starts coughing. Then he starts making himself sick. And then he pulls out a fucking bat. A bat? A, a bat. Out of his mouth. Like, we're, we're getting Ozzy Osbourne vibes there. <laughs> oh, reverse Ozzy Osbourne vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So so the bat comes out and he throws it on the ground and he's like, what in the hell? And then all of a sudden this figure appears in front of him with eyes like burning embers. Yes, that is the direct line from the books. Yes. And then Rand's is just like, oh wait, he wakes up. He wakes up. Yeah, like it does a full on like... Oh it, shit, what it, the it fuck? It flashes right up close. like. So anyway... Doesn't talk, just just gives the creep. Yeah, yeah, gives a heckin' creep. Heckin' creep. So anyway, Rand wakes up and he's just like, oh fuck, okay. And then he sees the bat in front of him. He goes, oh, what the fuck. And he's actually awake this time. He has a, yeah. this is not the dream world. This is a live world, awake world. Mm. And then he walks around the corner and there's a shitload more bats and everybody else is looking at him. <laughs> and Matt says, I had a dream about bats that were... Their head's getting snapped. Like, their neck's getting snapped. Like something had their hand around them. Yeah. And Perrin didn't say anything, but he's like, oh, I had a dream too. Yeah. I don't think Egwin said anything. Did she? Yeah, oh. I think so. I think she just agreed that she had one. Yeah, and then Moraine starts freaking out. She goes... Um, dreams are powerful. Pa- dreams are powerful. Like M- More than you know. And... Um, I think one of them mentioned that there was someone there and Moraine was just like, 
who was there? Yeah, you tell me again if this ever happened. You tell me straight away. Yeah, because like parents was like, there was a guy, a figure with eyes like embers, mm. and it, Moraine's just like, you got to tell me next time you dream about this. Like she was legit shook. Like yeah, she was shook because that's a big deal. So anyway, like someone's reaching out and having a crack. Yeah. And because and one thing that's helpful is because so at this point when she asks, did you all have the dream? Mm. That's more for her safety's sake than anybody else's yeah. because that tells her that the dark one doesn't know which one it is either. Oh, that's yeah. why they're all getting the dream. That's why they're all getting chased. Oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. So because she doesn't know, the dark one doesn't know. Nobody actually knows who it is. Right. So it's just a big old like from his from their side, it's fucking kill them all. Mm. And from her side, it's like, how do I juggle this many children? Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Rand decides to take a shot at Moraine. Yeah, because Moraine, uh, he heard Hightower say, you haven't heard someone say no to you very often. So Rand decided to drop four in one hit. No, 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 no. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, Rand is like, why should we go with you? And she's like, oh. Like yeah, like, where are we going? Why are we doing it? And she's like, east. Yeah, she gives him the most, like, vague... Like, Moraine is... She is a fucking riddle master, this chick. Like, she will not tell you the truth unless she absolutely has, has to. to. Mm. Right, so she knows so much more than what's actually happening, and she has not given them a hint. Like... She knows that if she brings a male channeler to Tarvalon, the first thing that's going to happen is he's going to get gentled. Yes. So she has to have a better plan than that. Yes. So she must have a plan, right? Hopefully. Pretty sure she's got a plan. So anyway, Matt says, like, well, I'm not going to go with her. And then Moraine says, not Moraine. Moraine, yeah, Moraine says, like, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm out of patience. I, 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 don't, I, have, I don't have time for you anymore. Yeah, stuff you. <laughs> so, and then Edwin says, I was like, well, I'm going to go with Moraine because there's something bigger out there. And she, if she had the chance to kill us, she would have done it by now. So, Moraine goes with... Matt's yeah, Egwene. Says, Egwene goes oh, with sorry. Moraine. Yeah, sorry, Egwene. <laughs> and then Matt says, I was like, well, I'm going to go. Yeah, Matt. Now, this was a really good bit of, bit of Matt because... It's totally, it totally aligns with his character. He doesn't like Aes Sedai or the power or anything to do with it. Right. He never has. He never will. He does. He. It's not his kind of ball game. Mm. Um. So yeah, uh, Matt really doesn't like the power at all. Like he's just again, he is not a fan. He is against it. He thinks the power is bad. She's going to suck if he turns out to be the dragon. <laughs> well, you know who it is. I do know I, who it I, is. He has not told me who it is. Yeah. Uh, I, well, Even I, I'm like... I did, oh, I did tell you with the fridge the other day. Yeah, but I forgot. Yeah, so... Um, I wasn't even listening. And look, I, I might... I'm probably going to hint towards it at some point as we go forward. Especially yeah. when we hit the next episode because then we're going to have something to look at. Um, so... Chew... Anyway, with Matt going, well, I'm going to go. Parents is like, I'm yeah, going to go. Yeah, cause, sorry, I wanted to talk. Yeah, Matt, Matt's character thing. Because he obviously oh, yeah. said, like, he goes to, to, to Rand. He's like, no, no, you're right about about her. She'll she'll discard us as soon as it's, it's good. Oh, yeah, when they get to the table one. No. He, he just said, as, as, soon as, as soon as what she wants from us is done, we're as good as dead. Yeah, we're slaves. And so, so, but in the meantime... The lady throws some fireballs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Which is uh, it's a really good Matt line. He's very jovial, very like lightening up. But also, I, I I did appreciate him just saying around. He's like, "Don't be an asshole." Mm. Like I know what you're doing, man. But you, did you really have to pick a fight like that? And Rand just gets angry. He got some attitude issues. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. does a smack on the bum. Yeah, he gets one of them. It doesn't end well. So anyway, <laughs> he gets a real. So, he gets a lot of smacks on the bum, and it does not end well. So, anyway, <laughs> um, Rand reluctantly joins the group. 
Yeah, so but we're back. We're back in tow, basically. Every, yeah. Everyone's a bit salt, um, a bit glum, a bit grumpy. A bit salty. A bit salty. Not to mention tripped out because of the dream from the night before. Yeah, they're a bit shook. And so we're riding quietly down the road. Yeah, Matt just decides. And Matt just decides. I'm gonna sing a song. I'm gonna sing a song. Mm. Time for a little sing along, everybody. And he sings "Weep for Manithrin." Wow. That is a very eerie song. Very eerie, very... And it's a sad, it's a tragic song. It's yeah. it's not a happy song. Which is probably why Matt chose it, because he's a bit of a... T- <laughs> well, yeah, no, he's just... He, he, he's a very appropriate guy. If the situation's kind of down, um... Weep. Okay. Yeah. So, Weep for Manetherin is a interesting song for many reasons. First off, what do you think? Did you enjoy the story time? The, of I Moraine think, telling the story after the fact? Um, so, the song itself was pretty sad. Like, I I like the music because I like anything that's in a kind of a minor tone or has minor elements to it. But the lyrics itself, it kind of was like, what, it's a very sad story. It is a tragedy, yes. Um, so, and like this woman, like in her grief, like at the end, literally burnt herself from inside out, like getting rid of all the enemies and stuff, and there was no one left except for the children. Yeah, so, um, she ver- they very much used an abridged version of this story, mm-hmm. um, so which is, is fine. Which so, is, fine. is this kind of story in the actual books itself? Right? Yeah. So, uh, when they first come, when when they're in the two rivers, um, the day after the attack, because they hadn't left yet, or the night of the attack, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they hadn't left yet, and they they were about to leave. They were getting ready to leave. Right. And there was a huge, big thing of the whole bunch of the villagers came storming to the Wine Spring Inn. To get Moraine. Because it was her fault that they came. She's I said I. It must be her fault. Right. And they came to get it out. And everyone's trying. Like some people. The, the people are trying to calm each other down and stuff. And Moraine just starts waving her staff around. Because she had a staff in the books. I think that's a good loss to be honest. Yeah. I actually can see a picture of her with a staff. So she, she's waving her staff around. And shooting fire out of the end of her staff. And she tells this story. There you go. And yes. she tells the story of, of Manithrin. Yeah. Of of King Eamon and and basically, um, yeah that the story in in the show is a bit of bridge. So these guys when they mar- when they heard that the Trollocs were coming to their home, mm. they weren't anywhere close and they marched for like three and a half days. No one expected them to get there. And they when the Trollocs and the the Dark Friends and the Forsaken and all of the other big bads came because the Dark One literally said as much as he could at them. Yeah. Rolled in. There they were, standing at the river, ready to go. Oh, right. And they were spent. They had been marching for three days or four days without stop. Mm. And they rolled up, ready to fight. And they fought for another three, four, three days, waiting for the um, the backup to come. Backup never came. Um, and as as they fell back, losing more and more ground, more and more people from the city kept coming back out. Yeah. And they were coming all oh, they were farmers, they were blacksmiths, they were just the people of Manetherin. Yeah. And in the end, the queen, I believe her husband, the king, was her water. Oh. And so when she felt him die, it was an Aes Sedai and her water. So she literally felt him die. And she then summoned all the power that she had. She Yep. She wiped them out. Mm. And she destroyed most of most pretty much everything that ever stood that was related to Menethrin. Except for the children. Except for the people hiding in the mountains. And the people hiding in the mountains refused to leave because every inch of that land was soaked in their people's blood. Mm. So it is their land. They own it. They fought for it. It's theirs. I think that's fair. I like to kinda of get that. And that's why they don't leave. People from the two rivers and from Taran Ferry, and because uh, Taran Ferry is part of the two rivers, yeah, um, they don't leave. It's right. just not a known thing. So when someone leaves, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, 
yeah. <coughs> and so for four of them to go vamoose. All of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty damn big. So anyway, we're we're get we're walk we're we're riding along and land comes back like looking a bit f- like like rose. oh shit. Yeah. So anyway, and he's he just says like the white fuckers are here. <laughs> he says white cloaks. Does he say white cloaks or children? White cloaks. He says white cloaks. But I'm like white fuckers. <laughs> Yeah, and then we meet the very likable Geofram Bornhold. I don't think he's likable. Well, he was very polite. Yeah, he was. But anyway, before, <laughs> before they actually saw each other, Moraine was like, here, have my ring, hide it. Yeah, everybody, we don't mention Tarvalon, we don't mention Aes Sedai, we don't mention anything. I'm that- a lady that recently lost her hand. <coughs> you are under my protection. Uh, just we're, we're go just, with that. We're going to barely under... To, uh, to Whitebridge to see my sister, whatever. Yeah, like she's just, just like, just answer truthfully, but not ch- too true. Well, she answered truthfully. Now, this is where we had to pay attention to the words. Yeah, yeah. And this was a very, I, I thought this was a very clever way of getting the job done. Mm. Um, because she just straight up, like misled these guys that you we know exactly what happened yeah yeah so we know that what she said was effectively true but not the truth so anyway the the can i just call them the the white cloaks bastards they're just white cloaks that's it they, they're uh, literally called, white cloaks, people yeah. call them white cloaks uh children of the light so anyway <laughs> so anyway they reach to the white cloaks and Moraine is like, oh, hello. Yeah, you know. she straight up lies to them, yeah. Yeah, so... And well, the guy, misleads the, them. The, the boss guy, the general, he's the, just like, I would like you guys to get off the horse, you know. Yeah, Jeffrey, he, he is a big character in the books. Um, he is not that bad of a guy. Um, okay. he, he is a white cloak. He is an, a religious extremist to a certain extent. Um... They are not nice people, the White Cloaks. They, they live by their code and their code's a little nuts, so. And these guys aren't the worst ones. They're, they're, they're all right. Geofram's all right. And he actually says, you know, he's quite polite. Um, he goes, well, you know, best be on your way. I don't, don't want to hold you up. Yeah, but the... And really, then... And then the... What's his name? Eamon Bowder. And he goes... I have a few questions because I'm a questioner, right? Yeah, jingle, jingle, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, jingle, jingle these rings because I have power, like, small dick energy guy. Um, so, anyway. I reckon if I killed seven and I should die, I, I would be probably telling people about that too. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, but... Oh, oh. oh no, like, I mean, still creepy as all hell, but, like... Yeah, why would you, like, jingle, jingle... jingle it's like he's like saying that I have sorry sorry but I'm saying he's got small dick energy. Yeah right. Yeah, I just I think he's um a dick. He is. He's very much, like I said, he's an extremist. Yeah. So the things he does are always going to be in his mind the right thing to do. Yeah, and I don't like that. It doesn't sit well with me. Oh no, it's creepy as all hell. Yeah. So. Eamon, Eamon is a questioner. Now, they are a separate division of the Children of the Light. They are way more extreme. They're they're, they're like the Inquisition. They're like the... Yeah, they're they're very much like the Inquisition, but they're also kind of like... They're also the... um, Like, um, internal affairs for the children as well. Oh, right. So they police... Everyone. In their minds, they police literally everyone, including mm. the children. So, anyway, let's... So, Eamon jingles his trophies. They're very much trophies. And so, he, go, he goes, I have some questions. He starts feeling Moraine up. And, like... Not... It's creep. It was creepy. It wasn't I, even in a sexual way. It was more of a... I want to. Sh- I am going to find out everything about you. I want to feel how your arms feel. I want to know what you. If you're stressed, if you're shaking, if you're worried, I want to feel that. Yeah, and like 
Um, Lan just is like, I want to kill him. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lan, Lan, Lan was pretty pretty uh, straightforward with the keep your hands to yourself or I'll cut him off. Yeah, he's just like, oh, where are you guys from? And he goes, I'm from uh, the Borderlands. Borderlands, where we know how to uh, keep our hands to ourselves or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, Eamon's is like, is like, oh, I'll back away. But then he grabs Moraine's shoulder, which is injured. Mm. And she flinches, and he goes, oh, you got an injury? And she goes, well, yes, I got an injury. And the general guy, I keep forgetting his name. It's our, it's our name, um, Geofram. Geofram. He goes, can we have a look at the wound? And so she shows the wound, and... As soon as he sees it, he knows what it is. He, yeah, and he goes, oh, Trollocs. 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 I'll get there one day. Yeah, um... Yeah, and he's, again, he's very polite about it. He goes, oh, that's, tell me where this happened. And as soon as he hears what, that this happened, his immediate reaction is, right, We're going my down. job is to now go and kill these Trollocs. Yeah. That's my job. That's what I do. I protect yeah. people from, I am a child of the light. That's my job. And small dick energy is just like, oh, I've got other business. I've got attend. a higher purpose. Yeah. Flog. So he's just like, I've got a higher purpose. I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know where but he's going. But before they get on their, back oh. on their horses, he turns around and says, only an ice and I can fix that. Yes. Now, that was messed up. But that kind of was just like, huh? Yeah. A, a child recommending ice and I help in front of a questioner. Like, that's insane, man. That questioner would have turned around and been like, oh, so you're a dark friend. Time for you to go hang out with questioners for a little bit. Mm. And traditionally, when the questioners start asking questions, they don't stop until they get the answers they want. Mm. I feel that torture would be worse. They pretty much have like a 100% strike rate. Yeah, okay. Which is why they think that they're never wrong. Because they Mm. torture people until they go, fine, fine, I'm a dark friend, just fucking kill me. Yeah. So they got a 100% strike rate. They're great at their jobs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, it kind of, it does end there, doesn't it? Uh, no, we got a little more. Um, cause oh, no, yeah, okay, sorry. We then, we then go to, so we get through the little child thing, the, the white cloak situation. Yeah. Pretty much unscathed. That's um, a, that's a good little win there for the, for the team, for the Emonsfield team. Um, so then we will, we move along to our next sleeping spot. That's right. No, wait, Egwene and Rand have a bit... Yeah, but next sleeping spot, and if we have Egwene and Rand have their little spat. You know, yeah. I just don't want you to hate me, and Rand's like, I could never hate you. Oh, yeah, because I'll pick up wood, weren't they? Yeah. So, and then, um, Perrin was getting water for everything. Yes, he was. He was for grabbing... Everyone. They were getting wood, Perrin was getting water, so... And then Perrin's just like, oh... I've got like a scratch on my leg from the Trolloc. Yeah, yeah, Trolloc, yeah. Yay! Yeah. Like, 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 um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not 100% certain whether that wound is directly from a Trolloc or whether he just copped it in, um, something else. In the fight, you know, something from the, from the, from the, um, forge or, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's, you know, there's sharp metal things in the forge. I don't, I can't remember exactly when that injury happened or how, yeah. so. Um, but anyway, but it is a leg injury. It is just a flesh wound, but it is not serious. But it's pissing him off a little bit. He looks very uncomfortable. He's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And anyway, you start hearing wolves. Holy smudge. Um, and he freezes because he's just like, oh shoot. Yeah, because he doesn't just hear the wolves. He turns around and there's about six of them standing there looking at him. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know what to do in this situation, but and I can't run. <laughs> Because well, my leg is it, sore. It could run, but they're wolves. Yeah. They'll run you down. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> it's what they do. All these wolves <laughs> are surrounding him. And he says, I don't know what to do. Um, okay. And then one wolf comes up to him. And he's gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, he's sure. He's, uh, he's what, what a beautiful coat and such intelligent eyes. He's so cute. Oh weird. They, they, they picked, I, think, I think they cast this wolf very well. Yes. Yeah, ten points to casting. Can, can I just say, ten out of ten, goodest boy. Oh, great boy. Great boy. Yeah, people are gonna. You're gonna fall in love with him, guys. So anyway, he comes up. Spoilers. He starts looking. Spoilers. 
He's gonna, he starts licking Perrin's wound, and then all of a sudden, he goes, all right, guys, yep. let's go. Yep, we've checked out this kid, we're going to move on. And then Perrin's is just like, what the fuck? What in the actual hell just happened? Am I, dream- am I dreaming again? I don't know. I, 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 I bet he would, like, off screen, he would be like, no, I'm awake. No, no, I'm right, I am here. Um, probably went and jumped in the river just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, we get to night time. Uh, yeah, so then we go, we, we're in our sleeping spot, we, uh, and, yeah, and, and Moraine's Nora- having trouble breathing. Yeah, she's feeling pretty rough, um, and she says, uh, she says to, uh, to Lan, you know, he, he, Lan says, you know, we haven't seen Trollocs for a few days, mm. and Lan says, um, and she, she goes, it's probably because we're skirting so close to bloody Shadala Goth, and, and, she kind of asks Lan, you know, are you aiming for Shadar Legoff? And he's like, kind of. <laughs> so his aim was to get as near to Shadar Legoff as possible and then go around that ladder. But the Trollocs... Oh, they kind of caught up to them. Bound them. Yeah, yeah, they caught up. And Moraine is incapacitated. Yeah, she's down for the count. So everyone like literally jumped on the horses and, and went to Shada Al Goth. Shada Shada S H A D A R. Shada Al Goth. Le Goth. Le Goth. Yeah. Shadows waiting. Um, this is. I was fucking excited for this scene. I mean. Really. Oh yeah. This okay. thing kicks off so many story arcs. This oh. is the launching point right now. This is the so Eamon's Field to now is very much a, um, for, for a, uh, for lack of a better example, mm. um, it's the hobbits leaving and getting to kind of Rivendell. Right. Except, it, Rivendell's not a nice place, and it's bad, and everything that happens after that is because of what happens in that place. Yeah. So... We arrive at Shadal Goth. It and is. And the Trollocs are like, we're not fucking going in there. Trollocs are like, yeah, nah, man. And even the the Fade, the half man, yeah. he even them are like, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. We don't, we don't fuck with this place. Like, yeah. and we do that. We don't do that for good goddamn reason. So anyway, everyone goes into the place. And Moraine gets <coughs> put down, you know, and <coughs> she's having a snooze. She's having a snooze, and Lance is like, "Don't touch anything. Don't eat anything. Don't touch anything. Just, just don't fucking do anything." So anyway, and which to Matt replies, "You said a lot of words just now. Why? And also, why are we here? Yeah. <laughs> if it's that bad, why are we here?" Very apt question, Matt. So, Rand goes, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah, so he says, don't touch anything or anything, and Rand immediately decides to just fucking go outside and stroll around. And Egwene's is like, well, I'm going to follow Rand so he doesn't get into trouble. Yeah, high fives all around for the genius moves on that point. And then all of a sudden, they're holding hands and looking at the sunset. Yeah, well, you know, you got to give them a little bit of romance. Yeah. Even though they're clearly never going to end up together. We don't know that. Oh, no, I thought they made that pretty obvious. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, just. Well, I thought things might change considering she wouldn't be with um, Nynaeve. Yeah, but she wants to be Aes Sedai. Right, okay. okay. That's a lifestyle choice. Right. Anyway. You you can still be down to fuck, but like, you know. Not marriage or anything like that. Look, I don't know if Aes Sedai marry. I don't think of any. I can't think of any that have. Some of them just. I don't know, I can't remember. Look, there's a lot, so... Mm. Um, so, anyway. But they're, they're typically, they're too busy for any kind of family or life or anything like that. They're flat out. So, anyway, Perrin and Matt kind of share a bit of a moment with... Um, Layla's Matt, dagger. Yeah, with Matt giving Layla's dagger to Perrin because Layla, you know, forged it for Perrin. Sorry, not Perrin, Matt. And Matt wanted to give Perrin something to remember Layla by. Yeah, because he obviously didn't have anything with him. Um, yeah. Now, this is a really interesting uh, point, again, towards uh, Perrin's character. The words Matt used specifically when talking about the dagger was that Layla didn't make weapons, she made tools. Yeah. And he said, you know, I use this knife to cut apples and whittle wood mm. a million times before I've ever needed it to, to defend myself. Mm. 
so he, he what he gives Perrin is a tool, not a knife. Mm. And that's a very important distinction. Mm. Because Perrin always struggles with weapons? Violence. Mm. He knows that he can do it. He knows that he's good at it. Right. And he doesn't like that. And sometimes he gets a bit lost. He gets caught up in the hunt, so to speak. Mm. Mm. Um so that's just something the parent has to go through and that's that's a nice little indication that that will come um, full circle at some point. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Matt, like, Matt goes for a wander. And then Matt goes for a wander because, you know, everyone else was asleep and he, he didn't want to wake them up. He's a good guy like that, right? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> oh my God. What part of... Don't, don't touch, fucking anything. touch anything. Touch anything, don't you get Matt? God damn it. So anyway, he goes for a walk. He goes into this building. He finds a box. Shiny box. And he's just like, I'm going to open the box. And there's this beautiful dagger in there. He goes, oh, that's very nice. Picks it up. Everything goes to fucking shit. Yeah, right. So, uh, did you notice the shadow that led in there? No. Mm. Oh. Yeah, he was being drawn to the dagger. Um... The, there was a shadow that led that him into that. Kind of made you feel creeped out. There was a shadow that led him into that room. Right. And now I want to I want to talk about this because it's bugging the shit out of me because this character I thought was an essential part of the storyline. It's going to be really important later. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. So in Shadow Lagoth, uh, Rand and Matt originally found the dagger together. Oh right. And they um, they were talking to. They, they were walking around doing the explore because... Heck and explore. Heck and explore. Got to do what you got to do, right? Um, <clears throat> so they did the explore and they bump into another guy in Shadow of the Goth. Very oh. strange okay. because there's nobody in Shadow of the Goth. Yeah, everyone's dead. Or there's nothing. Yeah. Um, so Not that, even birds or bugs. Yes, nothing. Zero life. So they bump into this dude and this dude's like, Hey guys, I got this treasure. I got this shitloads of treasure. Mm. So I can't take any, most of it. I can't take most of it. So I just want you guys to help me get my stuff to the edge of the city. And they go, eh, you know, kind of stuffy stuff. And Rand, they start looking through some of it. And Matt picks up the dagger. Right. <clears throat> and then, you know, the whole shadowy thing happens. And this guy kind of, blah, and he... That, you know, this shadow engulfs them and chases them out and then the Trollocs come in because they get forced in. The Trollocs come in and so they all get split up by the Trollocs and the shadow and everything and they all end up going in completely different directions. Right. Which is very similar to what happens here because when Matt grabs the dagger and everything goes to shit, immediately the shadow comes. Mm. It separates our main crew. We get Lan and Moraine go direction A. We get Perrin and Egwin go direction B. And we get Ra Matt and Rand go direction C. Exactly. And so uh. we we jump off the we jump off the side of Shadalagoth with Perrin and Egwin. Yep, they now, went to the water. Now you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that she was looked very fearless when she's like, nah. We're going to go in the water because I've already done this before. Yeah, she was like, big drop into a, into a lake. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I mean, like, we My won't... parents is like, I don't want to do this. We won't talk about the actual physics of jumping into a still water from that height. Yeah. They'd both be very dead. Yes. Like, uh, there is no... so Very, very dead. If, it, if it's anything like any other lake, it would be very shallow where they were. Oh, yeah. It would, it, on top of that, it'd be shallow as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. There'd be something yes. that... Well, they, unless they kind of jumped out a bit, which they could have done from that height, but they didn't. They jumped straight down. Yeah, they jumped straight down. So, anyway, Perrin and Ran, Perrin and uh, Egwene swim directly across from where they are, and then that's the direction they kind of start heading. Yeah, they start... And they start calling out to um, Matt. But, yeah, and they start yelling and screaming, trying to yeah. find the others, and they do... Matt and Rand kind of do the same. Yeah, and Matt and Rand are like... Like, Rand's just, like, busting through all the doors and stuff like that. Yeah, Rand's just getting through stuff. He's he's breaking hinges. He's kicking kicking stuff out. He's having a great time. Yeah. I still... And now, uh, the boosting part. Now, I want to talk about the boosting part again, because I feel like that was really unfair on Matt. Because Matt is nowhere near as big as Rand. Rand is much bigger than Matt as a person. Yeah. So, to get Matt to lift him 
is just kind of a dick move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but I don't been... think I don't think Matt has the strength <coughs> to lift the uh, hinges off the door. Yeah, so yeah, that's he would, why he, he would have. But um, yeah, I just thought that was I. I kind of laughed at that moment because I just had this image of like just Matt. Matt is not a big person. Mm. So and Rand is like six five. So well, he's he's a big boy, and Perrin's even bigger than that. So, mm. so you've got these big dude, this massive dude, getting a boost from a little dude over a wall. Like I just thought that was mm. funny. Um, and then we have uh, Moraine and Lan riding out on the lovely Mandarb, who is Lan's horse. And then, or and then uh, they have to take a bit of a break because um, Moraine is really struggling at this yeah. point. She she's in the end game, and Lan knows it. Yeah, he can feel it. Yeah, and he can see it in his face that he's he doesn't he's know. Distressed. He does not know what to do. He is in panic mode. And all of a sudden, he gets a knife to his throat. <laughs> Hello, Nynaeve. Welcome back. Hi, Nynaeve. The best person that could possibly run into is Nynaeve. Yep, the local healer. Yeah. Because the wisdom's job, not only is the wisdom's job to basically be the most nosy person in the whole village... <laughs> She's also the midwife, the doctor, the nurse, the surgeon. The wise woman. She does all of it, and her meds are... Well, they seem to work better than usual a lot of the time. It's very strange. Hmm. Hmm. So that is the end of the second episode, and that finished with Nynaeve um, demanding where her friends are at. Yeah, she's going to slit Lan's throat. Yeah, and She's then Lance is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's kind of... He was more like a... You're fucking kidding me. Where did you come from? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. He was surprised. He was like, motherfucker. I, I, was, no. I was surprised. I was just like, she got fucking carried away. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, he didn't... He, he was like, where? And wait, how? Wait, we were in... We, we crossed the Tarrant. Yeah. We went to Shadar the Goth. We've been running from Trollocs and Fades for days. But how the fuck... Where the hell... You're not even on a horse! <laughs> how, yeah, how the hell did you get here? Yeah. So, it kind of raises a couple of questions, doesn't it? It definitely does, um, because she... Well, she finds... She, she tracks them in the books. Because everyone in the two rivers in the two rivers is an accomplished hunter. Yes. Because, you know, going to find a rabbit for dinner was kind of a normal practice. Rabbit. You know, that was it was just a thing. That's why they can all stalk through the forest and shit too. Yeah, yeah. So that they can do the sneaky sneak very well because they literally have been hunting Living off the land. Living off the land since yeah. they was born. Yeah. Which is another reason why they're all good with the bow and stuff like that. Mm, mm, mm. Um and so that is the end of episode two. That is the end of Shadows Waiting. I would like to know what do you think about the second episode. How did you feel? Um, I hate the white boys. The white cloaks, eh? The white cloaks. Not a fan? Don't feel easy with them whatsoever. They make me feel... I'm creeped out by them. Yeah, that's appropriate. Uh, the, look, I'm creeped out by Emon. Yeah, yeah, even Valda, I believe. Um, we'll just read the question as uh, generally yeah. pretty creepy. Um, the general dude seemed alright. Yeah, Bornhold is still a child. Oh, really? No, 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 a children of light. Oh. He's still a child of light. So, uh, end of the game, their code's pretty messed up. So, like, even the good ones, probably a bit off. Off, right. Um, like you know, if he thinks you, if you're if you're a nice to die, he'll he'll totally stand back and just watch you die. A little bit worried about um, Egwene, not Egwene, um, Moraine. Moraine, yeah. <coughs> um, little concerned how everything's gonna play out in episode three with everyone finding each other. Um, but um, I kind of kind of liked it. Like I had a first look at what the title credits are and stuff like that. And that was pretty cool. That was really cool. And yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to episode three. What about you? Yeah. Um, although Shadow of the Goth was missing more death, 
who is the spirit of the sh- he's the he's basically the spirit of the fog and shit like that. He's right. the, he's the embodiment of it, I guess. I, I, I don't really know. It's hard to describe. But I really liked Shadow the Goth. I thought they did it brilliantly. I loved the scenery. I loved the way the the um you know the towers and everything. It's all very appropriate to and just the crumbling because over the, over time the crumbling of the pillars and stuff. It's just a natural fall. It's not yeah. like any damage has been done. So I really enjoyed the way the sets are set out. Um, Storyline-wise, much better than episode one. Uh, mainly because of the reading of the books. Mm. Um, episode one was very jarring. Mm. Um, it was very hard. I had, I, Like I said, I had to watch it three times to kind of really wrap my head around it being that different. Yeah. So my first watch was very hard. My second watch was much better. And my third watch, I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Now, with this one, I straight up enjoyed this episode. I noticed a lot of the changes. Is it because of the good boys? No, the good boys, I love the wolves. Um, they were they were great to see. I was really happy. That was, an, um, that was a good scene. I like in, in, introducing the wolves early is going to be essential. Mm-hmm. Um the the dagger is very pretty. Pretty. Matt's dagger is very, very fucking important because that sends him. Uh, basically, someone takes the dagger from him. Does it make him go crazy? It's basically gonna kill him. Right. So it's like blood oath. It's hard to it's hard to describe. Wow. We'll find out in the future. In well, hopefully, I imagine we'll get a, a hint at what it's doing to him by the end of season one, uh-huh. and then we'll have a completion of that arc by season two or three. Right. But I, I suspect season two because we want to get that out of the way so we can get to the fun Matt. Yeah. <laughs> because now that Matt has the dagger, oh no, he is gonna be the biggest asshole for like a long, long time. But spoilers. Oh yeah, spoilers. Yeah, but that well, yeah. But the dagger is important. Yes. And he 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 has a, a bit of a personality change. Fair enough. Which is directly because of the dagger. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, overall, I'm down. I'm ready for episode three. Uh, let's do it. Uh, we will be back again for episode three, which. The name of which is A Place of Safety. Cool. Yes, uh, A Place of Safety, Episode 3. We will be getting into that pretty damn soon, I would think. Maybe even. A bit later. After this podcast. Nah. (laughs) So, yes, we will be back. So, it has been Kicker and I in Azuka. Uh, thank you for being here and part of our podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. So, um, see you guys next time. Yeah, bye-bye. bye bye. Hi, I hope you like our podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Cloudy Wakor, that is W A C O R. You can also find us on Instagram, cloudy.wakor, and also email us with your thoughts and theories. Uh, to the cloudy or cloudy we have uh, so the c-o-u-d-y wakor at gmail.com uh, we do have some more episodes coming out weekly and I hope uh, we hear from you guys very soon thanks guys <laughs>